Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. This is Heather, and I'm here with Mark, and we are going to talk to you guys today a little bit further about our conversation with John. We had my friend John on last week who talked with us about the importance of going to the land of Israel, how the land of Israel is like the fifth gospel. And Mark and I just kind of wanted to give you all kind of our vision, our big picture of why we want you to join us and why we're so passionate about these first century roots and about discipleship. And so, you know, Mark, I don't know about you, but for me, it started when I started to hit up against these walls when it came to making disciples. And I started to have this really big youth ministry, but I kept turning over these kids who didn't really know the Bible, who kind of walked away from their faith, who I didn't really feel connected to, who were filling lots of seats and who were kids that I could say, hey, I had you know, 70 kids come to my youth group and blah, blah, blah. And, but at the end of the day, they graduated and and I had no idea who they were. I really didn't know them at all other than their name. And that's really honest, but I think a lot of us have been there and struggled with that. Yeah. And then I started to think to myself, I'm like, okay, for one, Heather, you need to go over your ego and how you find this sense of satisfaction in having 70 kids come to your youth group. And two, I need to figure out what my missing piece is here because I don't think this is helping kids at all. And I think it's actually hurting them because I think it's teaching them that church is about fun and it's about a program that's supposed to entertain them, not a ministry that comes alongside of them and that they join in and come alongside of as well. And so, yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's where- it's not just you. I mean, statistically we're batting about 50% for students that keep their faith and students that walk away, you know? Right. Right, which is super sad. And so I know that there's other youth workers out there who are probably say, you know what, Heather, I can totally relate with your story because it's mine. And I'm wondering what this missing piece is. And for me, it was going to Israel, experiencing the land, uh, seeing discipleship actually lived out because I was walking it. I was doing it with John. Every day we would wake up. It was so crazy. We wake up every day and we didn't know where we were going. And we would just fill our camelbacks full of water and snacks. He's such a cool dude. I can totally see him doing that to you. Like, where are we going? I'll show you when we get there. That's exactly right. Because he always told us, he's like, a good disciple just trusts where their rabbi is taking them. I'm like, wow. Okay, let's do it then. So we would load up on that bus. We would get out in that hot desert sun and we would just like hike endless miles every day. And we would walk the land of the Bible and I got to see discipleship from a first century perspective. And I thought to myself, I want more of this. And and I want to bring this back to my youth ministry. I want to do life with my students. I want to have us be shoulder to shoulder with each other. I want them to see the Bible from a Middle Eastern Jewish perspective. I want them to love the Bible, right? Because I fell in love with the Bible through that trip. And so, man, that's why I want to see youth workers join us in Israel in 2022 is because I want them to have that same uh, that same question filled of how do I make better disciples? I want them to have that same experience in the land of Israel that I did. For sure. I'm getting really excited about it. And um, I'm 
starting to be a little stalkerish whenever I see youth pastors that I know in Facebook groups talking about discipleship problem. I'm like, you know what you should do? You should come with Heather and I to Israel. Yeah, but right. It's because, but it's because I believe that the model of discipleship we should be doing was best done by Jesus. And there's no better place in the world to learn it than Israel. And yeah. Heather and I like John's going to do his thing. He's fantastic. And For sure. he's he, he's going to totally turn on its head the way you read the Bible and then put it back together again in a way that you'll never pick up the Bible again and see it the same way. It's 100% and you're true. Give that to your students. But if Heather and I have a goal, it's that every single youth pastor comes home with a plan for how they're going to disciple their students yeah. like Jesus did yes. and how they're going to go deep with their students in everyday life to an extent that they don't graduate 50% of their kids keeping their faith. Yeah. And they students that do keep their faith have a really living relationship with Jesus and an understanding that now I make disciples. And so we really feel this is one of the missing pieces in youth ministry a, across the world right now. Sure. And this is the best way we know to go after it. Totally. is to change one heart, change your heart, because we believe if it changes, then you can bring that same passion back to your students. And one by one, maybe just one, <laughs> one will change. You know, I, I sometimes I get this where I go to my youth group and I start teaching the Bible and I get so passionate about it. Kids kind of look at me sideways sometimes because I think kind of like what what John said in our episode last week is like, we have to work really hard to make the Bible boring, but gosh, we do it so well, don't we? And because yeah. I, I, like, as you mentioned, Mark, like in your previous years in youth ministry, you thought to yourself, man, the Bible is boring and I have to do a mm -hmm. good job of making it interesting. It's like, no way, Jose, <laughs> that's not how right. it works at all. Right. And so that, that's, that's my desire is to just have one youth pastor come back and to start to teach the Bible with excitement and passion. And maybe your kids will look at you sideways for a minute. But eventually, I really, this is what I tell myself is I tell myself, you know what? Even if they think this woman's a little bit wacky, I hope that in 10 or 15 years, they remember how just how much I love the Bible. And I hope that yeah. eventually some point it's going to click and they're going to love the Bible in the same, in the same way. For sure. That happened to me in Israel too. I remember coming home from the first time I went to Israel and the, man, the lights came on. I, I was actually in my like apartment reading my Bible and realizing I actually want to keep going and I actually want to do this rather yeah. than I, I should read the Bible because that's what Christians do. Yeah. And I'm pastoring students. I had this like deep thirst all of a sudden to know all of the context behind the text and all of the story behind the story. And it just came alive for me yeah. in a way that had not been true. And I could never let it go. I mean, to this day, yeah. I still can't let it go. Yeah. And it was a matter of seeing it with Middle Eastern eyes yes. in context and slowing down enough to let the text shock me. Yes. And I used to start with like, okay, I need some wacky gimmick that students can yep. relate to. Yep. And then I'll backtrack it into the Bible sure. so that it's not so boring. And then I'll pull it back into their real life. And mm -hmm. then after I went to Israel, I can remember like walking into a room of my students who I love and just telling them the random story about how kids called Elijah bald and he called <laughs> out bears and they ate them. And wow. I just let it sit. Yeah. Right? And I just let it sit. And it was silent. And I yeah. was like, 
All right. But I felt like armed with the fact that like the Bible is shocking and fascinating and turns all sorts of corners you won't expect. And now I know what I'm doing with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we want you to go home with the same love of the Bible and the same belief that you can disciple students in how to walk out Torah like Jesus walked out Torah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny you bring that up the the teaching with a wacky gimmick and things like that. And, you know, it, yeah. I think kind of like what John was talking about last week about how when he went to seminary, he was like, wait a sec, seminary is not training me and preparing me in the ways that I thought that it would. It's not answering these questions. Right. And it wasn't until he started to understand the Bible from a Middle Eastern perspective that those questions started to get answered. And that's just so true though, isn't it? Whenever we step into yeah. a different culture, there's questions that can't get answered until we understand that culture and that way of life. And if we don't do that with Jesus, we're going to miss out on what he was saying so much. And so, um, you know, that's the thing is that we want to take youth workers to Israel so that they can understand the culture that raised Jesus and that the questions that they maybe they're wrestling with and what Jesus had to say or how he said or why it was said can help become answered through walking the land of Israel, where you can put your eyes on the things that were happening in the scriptures. That's the thing. That's the thing that blew me away so much is like, holy moly, like this is, this is the place where these things happened. And I remember being so shocked by how small everything was. I I thought things would be huge and big. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is Bethesda. Like this is tiny. Wait, this is, the synagogue, this is a little yeah. bitty. Like, wait, this is the pool of Siloam? Like, is it really this small? You know, like, it's just crazy. I don't know why I thought things would be big, but they're just so small. So it's just yeah. little things like that, right? When it comes to reading the Bible that, man, you got to put your eyes on the real deal to really understand. Well, I think um, I think it's going to be an amazing trip. And we've got a lot of tricks up our sleeves for helping everyone connect the dots so that they come home with a real strategy for their ministry. And Heather and I are building that more and more all the time. Yeah. Where can, where can they go? Like, first of all, this is for you. Like if you're listening and you're like, I could, I could never take a plane across the, you totally can. Yes. You totally can. And we'll totally have fun with you. It'll be so great. Yeah. Download. Um, Oh, go ahead. Oh, just where, like, where do they go to, to like take their first step or let us know they're interested? Yeah, for sure. They can check us out at firstcenturyyouthministry.com. We just put up a brand new website and it's got lots of great information on what we're working on with coaching program, with the book, First Century Youth Ministry that I wrote and uh, with an upcoming trip to the land of Israel. So if you're even interested in the slightest, send us a message because you just never know this trip might be for you. So don't let the dollar sign turn you away. Don't let the time away turn you away. Put it to prayer. Really ask God and trust that he's going to bring it in. I remember years ago seeing the dollar sign and I was like, how am I going to make this happen? And it, the Lord just brought the money in. It's, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen for you. So don't let fear or insecurity or doubt or whatever try to tell you any different. Get there. It's going to change your life. For real. And if in 2025, you could be sitting there confident in what you're doing as students pastor and think back and say, that was the couple of weeks 
that completely transformed the way I understood the Bible and what I'm supposed to do. Yes. That's priceless to me. hundred percent. You know? Yeah. It's better than any seminary degree that you could get. I mean, I I say that maybe that's a bold statement, but I think experiencing something, uh, I mean, I have a master's degree in youth ministry and I'm so glad I have that master's degree in youth ministry, but I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, the most forming thing that I went was going to Israel for sure. When Um, people ask me, Heather, like what, what basically what path do I have to take to learn what you've learned about the Bible? Like what classes should I take? What university teaches it? I almost always say, actually go to Israel with a really good guide. Sure. And you'll learn a ton. Like that's what you should do. Yeah. And John is a super great guide. Like this guy, the amount of stuff he knows, it's unreal. So it's awesome. So, hey, friends, we hope that you'll join us uh, for our upcoming trip to the land of Israel. And also you can get connected to us on Facebook. We have a First Century Youth Ministry group. We would love for you to join us there as we're starting to have more discussions about the Jewish roots of our faith. And we just want to help you become the best disciple maker on the planet. And so we would love for you to get Boom. connected with us. Boom. And uh, <laughs> just send us a message at firstcenturyyouthministry.com and introduce yourself. And we would love to walk alongside of you as you love young people and teach them about our Messiah, Jesus. So friends, we'll see you next time. Bye. For sure.